Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Oh, man. National College football analyst Tom Luganbill in the Out of Bounds show. For our SEC fans out there, I want you to know that uh, starting next year, everything will be under the uh, Disney ESPN umbrella. So get ready. Um, which is great for us. We'll see even more, Tom, and and all those guys. Uh, but they'll, they'll have everything as far as the ABC, ESPN, and SEC Network um, platforms. I'm not going to put Tom on the spot. I think I'm confident I know which way he goes, but I think it's done, nine-game conference schedule. They're meeting right now in Roseberry Beach, uh, Rose Mary Beach, Florida. I think it's been done for some time with uh, Disney ESPN and the SEC. Uh, I guess officially they can come out between now and SEC spring meetings in Sandestin, which we'll be down for, and we've been down before. Don't really get anything out of it, but everybody kind of shakes hands and drinks and eats and whatever. Uh, but the bottom line is we'll go from – we've all gotten used to the CBS game at 2.30, our time. 3.30, Luke's time. And that game will now be housed um, on ABC, and then you've got double headers, right, that will have uh, both mid-afternoon and then, as we call it, the steak and bourbon game at night. Uh, whether that's on ESPN or the weekends that you have ABC2. Um, and I know that they're trying to spice up what we call the Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary game, which is the 11 a.m. kickoff. I actually think they've done a little bit better job there with that window. And I know fans raise hell about it, but uh, I love it. I- I'm all about covering the Bulldogs, being in Star Bowl at Davis Wade at 11 a.m. because I can walk out at 2.30, be back at somebody's house five minutes later, and watch games the rest of the time and pour a beverage and enjoy, you know, steak and all that. So we welcome in Tom Luganbill on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Tom, I do think it's going to be a little bit different. I mean, it, it won't be that big of a, you know, transition. They'll figure it out like that. But that we'll be going from the big 230, 330 game CBS, and then it'll be housed under your network, 
um, starting next year with ABC. Yeah, it just means more games on our airwaves that are that are tied to the conference and it, they're exclusive to us. So, you know, from from my perspective and my crew that I've been on the last ten years, you know, I'm generally either the noon or three thirty ESPN or ABC window, and so that means the vast majority of the time our crew never goes further west than the central time zone. Now, sometimes we'll get a Pac-12 after dark every now and then, but for the most part, we're SEC, ACC, Big 12. Um, and then this coming year, though, you know, our inventory is going to go down, way down, because of the loss of the Big 10. And so mm. um, we're going to have a year here where I think on our networks, at least, we're going to see a lot more teams out of the American um, that will be making uh, regular appearances on ABC and ESPN, which hasn't been the norm, obviously. And then the following year, when the SEC is under our exclusive rights, then uh, obviously the inventory goes right back up and every window gets filled. And that'll be good. I mean, hey, I I understand you don't want it to dip, but a one-year dip, but then you're going to get a lot more inventory because I think we're going to uh, three permanent and rotating six. And boy, does that add... Let, let's. Just, I'm not going to put you on the spot, yes or no, but let's just say that happens. Boy, mm-hmm. does that add a lot of spice and hot sauce to the schedule, Tom, Labor Day through Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, big time. And I think, you know, <laughs> the thing that's interesting to, about that is, okay, a rotating six and three permanent, you're going to be having the coaches go berserk over who their three permanent are. Because, you know, if, if you're going to sit there – and have to, let's just say, your your three permanent happen to be Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee, you're not going to be overly happy about that, right? And so whatever, whatever it is and however it works out, you'll, you'll see some pushback from the coaches in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Um, look, we need, more, we need more Bama, Georgia. Right? I mean, we know that. Sure. We need more LSU, Georgia. We need more, if they get it turned around, um, Florida, Bama, and, and A&M, Georgia, if they can find their way. We just do. We need more of the powers playing. And honestly, as a as a Mississippi State alum and someone who, who covers the dogs and the Rebs, but T-Town and LSU border us, and there's thousands of LSU and Bama fans um, in this area – uh, I'm I'm ready to get Bama if I think it's going to go the way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are ready to to get Bama off the schedule, you know, on an annual basis. So yeah. now there's rumors that Ole Miss will pull LSU um, as a permanent, and Mississippi State will pull A and M as a permanent, and the first time in the history of the program. Um, you know that will actually be a, a a slight advantage. Maybe some would argue a pretty nice advantage for for Mississippi State. So we'll see how that looks. There's also talk because of the college football playoff, Luke's that we're going to move up. That basically week zero is going to be week one. Mm-hmm. Now, for you, it doesn't bother you, right? You're you're thinking I want a lot of inventory. I want even better games than I've had the last twenty years of my career. I get it. I don't blame you. Um, for me, as I get older, so I got a daughter at MSU. My son's coming to MSU in, in August. So I mm-hmm. got to make that run. 
But after that, you know, Bo may not be tailgating for September games. And if we go to week zero, which is a week before Labor Day, and it's 130 <laughs> degrees out, um, it, it basically gives us another sauna game in the Sun Belt, Luke's. What do I do? Oh, big time. There's, there's no doubt. And I think, you know, and I always dread those early games. Sometimes I'll get the kickoff one. It'll be in, you know, down in Georgia and it'll be indoors. And I, that happened this past year. But most of the time I, I end up finding myself at like Texas A&M in week one or week zero. Or it just like, it's just, oh, balmy. You're wearing a suit. It's just brutal. Um, but I think, I think the, the, the bigger picture here as it relates to the, the talk surrounding all of this is, you know, with what the college football playoff has released with, with how they're going to slate the game to 24 and 25 and how they're dated, I still think there's got to be quite a few more tweaks that are going to, that are going to come to that, including the discussion of, of creating some more time, you know, between the end of the season and, and the start of the college football playoff. Now, you have to ask yourself the question. Would you want um, the championship games on Thanksgiving weekend? Because that's essentially what you'd what you'd end up having, and then all of your, you know, rivalry games that have been so fun to watch from a Thursday, Friday, Saturday of Thanksgiving week, all being the previous week. So I'm good with you know it. what 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 are we willing to tweak there? You know, I'm good with it. I am, uh, but but the week zero thing is just woo. For us, we'll be we'll be hot, hot, hotter than hell. But anyway, we'll just have to we'll have to figure it out. Tom Luganbill with ESPN on the Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five nine The Zone. You, you know, I, here's what I'm also wondering, Luke, as this thing continues to play out. And new is new is not always bad. We're all going to have to pivot and adjust. We're, it's 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 a great time to be a sports fan with the way we consume it and the way y'all call the games and all that. But I wonder what Friday night's going to look like the next 5, 10, 15 years because it is right there. I'm talking about good games. It's right there yeah. for college football. And and I I just wonder if anybody can turn Friday night into a marquee time slot. What are your thoughts? I would love it personally. I'd love to broadcast that window. Um, I think that – once the NFL started going to Thursdays, do you remember how prominent Thursday night college football used to be? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you go back this far, but Tom, you know that whole when thing, I was at that whole Mississippi State, it, I was we would get a Thursday night game. Campus would close down. Then I'd go see my buddies at old when Cheryl and Tuberville were in Starkville in the nineties. We had all these Thursday yeah. night games. It was the biggest deal in the state, Luke's. There's no doubt. I mean, when I grew up, if you remember, remember the old all the BYU San Diego State games on Thursday night, and, you know BYU Miami on or uh, San Diego State Miami. Like I grew up with all of that, and that's where it all kind of started. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then next thing you know, you know the NFL starts playing on Thursday. The games aren't as big, and it's not. It, you know, we still air it. It's still, it's still a, a game to watch, but it's not this big like marquee blockbuster matchup that I think people love to kick off their weekend with. And I don't think there's any reason why that couldn't happen on Friday. And on top of it, I think you'd have a lot of teams, a lot of coaches loving that window because it would be exclusive to their brand. It would be exclusive to that window, and they've got no other competition. So, you know, we, we've had – it's interesting. On the surface, I've looked at it the last, you know, couple of years, 
is the matchup looks okay on paper, and then the game always ends up being awesome. Like, it ends up being a great game. So I would love to see that happen. I think it would be awesome for college football. And one more thing, Tom Luganville, the coaches get another day rest and recovery for their players going into the next game. And sometimes 24 hours can make all the difference in the world for three or four players as far as starters. Yeah, that's true. But then the downside is if you look at it heading into the week, if you had a, let's say, a night game on the road the week before. True. And you've got to get back and you've got to get rolling because now you're traveling out and stay earlier than you normally would. That's where it gets you. Yeah. Speaking of rest and recovery, have you ever tried cryotherapy? Uh, yeah, absolutely I have. And, and basically what it is, it's, it's a nice tub. And I will say this, man, it does wonders for your body. I love it. I know. It's great, right? I, I had never heard about it until Laquan Treadwell dropped it in like 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of in the height of his career at Ole Miss. And they were asking him about it. Or they were asking him about it, maybe recovery after practice. And he said, yeah, I tried cryotherapy, and I love it. And I thought, what? I got I got to check this out. So, um, so you did it? That's, I did, yeah. It's awesome, right? It is awesome. It is. We, we, and, and, I mean, you just – I didn't even – I didn't even tell you I was going to do this. This has worked out with you for beers and cigars. I don't know how. But we just landed a company, Core Cryotherapy and Wellness. And nice. yeah, so I did cryotherapy there. I mean, I've already done it years right after Laquan dropped it. Yeah, I, I went somewhere, but uh, it is amazing, and uh, especially for us older dudes, it's uh, it's good stuff. Tom Luganville, ESPN on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. So, bottom line, Tom, we're going to get more games. Week zero, I think, is going to happen. Um, that's going to be the new kickoff to college football. Labor Day will be week two, technically. Um, and then I do think it's going to be conference championship games, Thanksgiving weekend. Rivalry week will be the week before. And they're going to go up. Y'all are going to go up against the NFL, but it's not going to be as much as we thought because there's going to be a lot of Friday night college yep. football playoff games in December. And for somebody like me that's looking for something to do, especially as an empty nester. Um, I'm all about a steak, bourbon, Friday night, college football playoffs. How do you see it in December? Oh, absolutely. I, and I, I think they formatted it very, very well. They've roughly put, you know, 10 days between each round. Okay. Um, I think that's, that's good because this thing's going to be a battle of attrition now. I mean, this is a lot of extra football. Even if you get the buy, it's a lot of extra football. So, um, the way they formatted it uh, with, with, you know, having triple headers, having Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays, yeah, they're going to be – they're not really competing with the NFL because they're not really in the same windows. Um, and, I, and I think this is what college football fans have been clamoring for so strongly that they don't care what else is out there. Now, I, I do think I, – I, I do strongly feel that there's going to have to be some, some tweaks. I, for example, here's one. If you're going to ask these teams with at the end of the year when they're beat up and they're tired and they make the college football playoff, how do you get through that thing from a depth standpoint? I think they're going to have to allow all freshmen to be eligible for bowl games. Even if, even if you've hit your four-game redshirt rule during the regular season, you have to allow these rosters to have a full complement 
of bodies because this thing is going to be really, really difficult, especially for teams that make it that aren't Alabama. They're not Georgia, okay? They're not Clemson or Ohio State. They can't just reload and replace and, 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 and just kind of go on their merry way. So I think that has to happen. And then, you know, I, I've, I've said this leading up to even the last couple of years, but we've got to do something about having to prepare for a college football playoff game on December 20th when you just uh, ended the signing period the day before and you have the transfer portal. It's just too much. Oh, it's yeah. too much. We, we've, we've got to come up with a way of minimizing that. Everybody is spread too thin. I mean, you're dealing with the portal and signing day, and you've got a, you literally have a college football playoff game that Saturday. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Well, I've always thought that kids should be able to sign whenever they want after Labor Day, Tom. I mean, they've already been to camp. They've been to these uh, – now that we finally – you know, I always thought capping their unofi- uh, their official visits was ridiculous. Um, leave that up to every school as far as how much money they want to spend. But if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if Jay Smith wants to go to Ole Miss seven times and Ole Miss wants to comp him for 48 hours, great. If he wants to go to Mississippi State, Bama, I'm, I'm great with it. Let that, yeah. Like your son's going through the recruiting process, right? I am yeah. great with kids going on campus and, and the schools having the ability to pay for it. Uh, you know, lodging and, and meals for 48 hours is uh, starting whatever in their jun- April of their junior year as many yeah. times as they want. And, lose a lot of times they've been on camp, some of these campuses, 6, 8, 12 times. If they wake up September 20th and are tired of the rat race of nine assistant coaches Snapchatting them and Twittering them and calling yeah. them, and they want to sign, sign the damn thing and let's roll. What are your thoughts? I, I have no issue. I've never had any issue with that. The The pushback is going to come from those who feel like if a kid decides to do that, all right, and you think it's after Labor Day of their senior year or their junior year? After Labor Day of their senior year. A lot of these guys know what they want to do, and then sometimes yeah. it gets real muddy and mucked up late just through X, Y, and Z. And why, if a kid wants to sign on October 15th, let him sign, Tom. Yeah, I I really wouldn't have any issue with that either. And um, I think what you'd also have is you'd have a lot lot more clarity in terms of what your numbers are so that you could navigate the transfer portal better because you would know who's accounted for and who's not. See, that's the issue right now is we have the transfer portal bleeds over and beyond the signing period. Well, we got to know how to deal with one by completing the other. I don't care which one comes first. 
But having them bleed over and you not really knowing where your numbers are allocated because you don't know who you're going to get on signing day, and then you're trying to figure out who you're going to get in the transfer portal. And oh, wait, are we going to are we going to hold some scholarships uh, for the transfer portal in January? And on top of the transfer portal, the forty five day window, Bo, is ridiculous. Sure. If you've been tampered, if you if you're a good player and you're in the portal, you've been tampered with. You're going to know sure. in twenty four to forty eight hours where you're committing to. If you are a marginal player or a, a sub uh, a, a suboptimal player, right? You don't need forty five days. You're going to find out less than a week if anybody's ringing your phone. But, but you don't need to just be floating around in there. There, we have all these guys right now in the transfer portal floating around right there. They have nowhere to go. Well, you're going to find that out pretty quick. You don't need forty five days for it. Right, right. I don't know how those guard guardrails are going to look. All right, we got about four or five minutes here. Let's switch gears. Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. The show is brought to you by Went McGee, the Mortgage Man, MortgageManMS.com. He'll shop the best rates for you. Hugh Freeze. Tom, I like this schedule this year. Um, this guy turns everything around literally overnight. And I think Auburn, they're nowhere where they want to be, but they have dudes. They have athletes, and he knows how to spread you out and make the quarterback better. Uh, I think he'll make Robbie better. Uh, I think he'll actually leverage his offensive talent and skill people to as much as he can. And the fact that they pull Vanderbilt and um, Mississippi State and Ole Miss at home, and if two years ago with Brian Harson-led team, and if, if Bigsby stays in bounds with that team, they beat Alabama. At yeah. If they can do that, because Auburn gets up and plays like madmen in that game, Hughes got a chance at home against Bama. I'm looking at this schedule, and he could go eight and four. He could go eight and four this year, and possibly nine and three, which would be an unbelievable turnaround, and that will get this program going, and it will expedite the process for them. Do you agree or disagree that that could happen? I don't necessarily disagree, but they're going to have to pull one out in on September 23rd, September 30th, and October 14th because they'll go 3-0, and or they should go 3-0. and Then it's A&M on the road, Georgia at home, LSU on the road. Right? What you can't be is 3-0, and then be 3-3, and and then all of a sudden not recover from that, right? I think you've got to steal one of those three from a confidence and a belief standpoint, which they could. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that they could. Now, I don't think it would be against Georgia. Um, but, uh, no, I, I like the schedule. I, I really do. You get New Mexico State on November 18th. Um, and like you said, the, the home games are, are pretty solid. The two difficult atmospheres, obviously, are, are at A&M and at LSU. But I think they got to steal one of those three after an expected 3-0 start. Uh, do you think that LSU should be the favorite in the West, except that they have to go to Bama? You know, Bama looks like they're they're really trying to find their way and their, their edge and their whatever, their toughness mojo. Uh, because they have the veteran QB in Jaden Daniels, could, could he go on the road and win? And, and are you giving – how about this? Are you, are you saying – Today, would you go, Bama is the overwhelming favorite in the last year that we're going to have the East and the West? Or would you say, no, LSU's within a whisker, even though that game's in T-Town? 
I would say LSU is going to whisker. I think they're really good. And I have a lot of belief in Brian Kelly and in year two of his program now, the confidence that they set. I mean, you look at what they did with Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels was a really good player as a freshman at Arizona State. And he regressed. And you could say by the end of his junior year at Arizona State, he stunk. I was actually surprised he won the job last year. And how Mike Denbrock, their offensive coordinator, and Brian Kelly got him to play to that level, I think is remarkable. If he picks up where he left off last year, um, they've got a chance to be really, really good. Can you imagine if Jimbo loses at home to first-year coach Hugh Freeze on September 23rd in College Station, Tom? I mean, it's. I, would it shock you? It wouldn't shock no. me. No. You know, because I, I think the because here's the be problem: nobody trusts A and M right now. I don't Who trust them. Let's see. Oh my gosh, they play at Miami before they play Auburn at home. Yeah. Okay. okay. They got New Mexico, Miami on the road, and then UL Monroe wedged in before they play Auburn. Yeah, I don't know if Cristobal can can get it going. He flipped his staff, which is not awesome after year one. Uh, and he's not great on the field, but he's insane recruiter. Um, that's going to be interesting, though, because I still think it will be a, a close game, even if A&M should win big. You're right, Tom. That September 23rd game, A&M-Auburn, that's one of the biggest games in the Southeastern Conference in September. Yeah. All right. Huge. Well, uh, look, knock out your cryotherapy, and um, <laughs> I hope you have a good uh, week and all that, and we'll talk soon, dude. Be good. All right, buddy. Thanks, bro. See ya. Tom Lugan, Bill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. That interview was brought to you by Went McGee, the Mortgage Man. MortgageManMS.com. He'll shop the best rates for you. He and Ben will. Right? Uh, and Ben is all into the the military and veterans benefit side of the mortgages too. So mortgagemanms.com. We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by the amazing wings at Two Brothers in Startville, Bar 2 at 930.